You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Football from Lawrence, Kansas. 15 minutes to go. Jayhawks 28, BYU 20. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. All right, to Kansas 28 and BYU 20, 15 minutes to play. The last time that BYU won a game that it trailed after three quarters, Virginia at BYU back in 2021. BYU was down... 49 to 45, down four after three, and won it by 17 with a massive fourth quarter. BYU's down 28 20 to open the fourth quarter here in Lawrence. Jayhawks on top of the Kooks. Greg Rubel, Hans Olsen, Jason Shepard up in the booth. Mitchell Jurgens down on the field. It feels like it's a pretty crucial juncture of the football game, Hans. The Jayhawks lead it by eight. They've kind of established a certain measure of control here in half number two. So couple things out this first and 10 and you're here in the red zone things get a little sticky they're not going to go away from what got them here to the red zone they're going to keep that option look they're going to keep that downhill look between high shot and Neil. what i would caution byu's defense with is if you do get into a second and six or you get yourself into a third and four or third and five we haven't seen mason fairchild so make sure that you're watching that kansas tight end number 89 they haven't really dropped it off. They haven't used him yet. And they have on major possessions every single game to this point. So you've got a lot to take care of right now if you're this BYU defense. Your, your, your world is kind of swirling. In fact, Greg, they're having a hard time just getting into their sets. You're seeing them kind of throw their hands up, and they're trying to motion across. And they, it, Just get set, get your spot, and make the tackle. BYU minus three in the turnover margin today. And two of their three giveaways have been direct scores, a scoop and score and a pick six. A big storyline is that number right there, the fact that BYU's been positive in the margin in their wins, and they're now minus by three with now a first down and ten for KU at the BYU 18-yard line, first play of the fourth quarter. Three wide receivers, including a tight end to the right, now motions into tighter right as Jalen Daniels Gives to Highshaw. Highshaw stopped for a loss on the play. Driven back to the 20-yard line. Stringing it out left. It'll be second and 12 from the 20. Much better job of setting and holding the edge as Kansas is trying to come down off that left side. That's a really good job by the linebackers slipping over the top. Von Pachan got in in the action. That's what I call good scrape tackles. Von Pachan just scraping behind that defensive lineman that's setting the edge to hit the ball carrier. Put put, uh, Highshaw back a little bit on his heels. Kansas 2 for 3 in the red zone. They're in the red zone now. 20-yard line, second and 12. Empty. Now they'll motion Neal back into the backfield. And give it to him on a short jet. He gets to the boundary and is forced out by a pair of Cougars. It'll be a minimal gain, maybe 5 to the 14. Give him 7 to the 13. It'll be a third down and five for KU. 13-yard line of BYU. Who was a chance to hold here to a field goal try. 14 minutes remain in the football game. Here comes the personnel group. This is the personnel group. You've got Fairchild on the field. You've got to watch him because he sneaks out in these passes. Skinner and Arnold wide receivers right. Grim, touchdown catch. Comes in motion from left to right. The strength is right. Only the tight end Fairchild is left. Daniels 
Looks to the right. Throws to the right. Grimm makes the catch in the back right corner of the end zone. His second touchdown catch. And Kansas goes up 34-20 with the PAT pending. Luke Grimm, two on the day, 13 for the career, three on the season. And BYU's down double digits for the first time today. Grimm actually motions across from the left side, motions into the slot on the right side, and then just runs an out and up. He runs flat along the line of scrimmage, and then he turns up the field, and that ball was just put over the top in the basket. 13-36 to play. The Keller PAT is good, which gives us this. BYU down 15 with 13-36 to go. Last week, BYU came back from down 14 to win. That was the largest comeback deficit in the Kalani Sitake era. Never has BYU come back from down 15 or more to win a game. Well, the Cougars are down 15 now in the fourth quarter. That is the task ahead of the Cougars here in Lawrence. We are taking a break. Jayhawks 35, BYU 20 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Hans Olsen and the voice of the Cougars, Craig Grubel. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 13.36 to play in the fourth quarter. Kansas 35, BYU 20. BYU football brought to you in part by Tucano's hands. Back to school, back to football, and back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the Flame Grilled Meats award-winning unlimited salad festival or their decadent desserts, no other dining experience can compare. Make your Tucano's reservations today. BYU led this game 17-14 at the break. Since then, it's been an 18-6, or rather a 21-3, beg your pardon, 21-3 scoring run for KU. Mitchell Juergens on the field with some injury news of note. Mitch, what do you have? Yeah, not some great news on the injury front. Uh, Ben Bywater came out on that last series. Uh, after he delivered a big blow to the ball carrier, he came out holding his shoulder, uh, was being evaluated on the sideline for a good while, just was taken to the medical tent. Not sure what the injury is. It does appear to be a shoulder or, or, or some sort of, you know, upper right extremity, uh, hoping that's good, uh, you know, hoping he can escape with not a serious injury because that would be a big blow to the defense. Thank you, Mitch. Just to reiterate the run that Kansas is on, it's a 21-3 second-half scoreline right now in the Jayhawks' favor. All KU after the break. This is a low driver by Allen into the back of the end zone. Marion takes a knee. BYU out to the 25. First down and 10. Well, Kansas has pushed BYU into being a one-dimensional offense. When you're one-dimensional, you can put your safeties into routes. You can press corners. You're going to come up with picks. You're going to break up passes. When you're one-dimensional, there's not a ton you can do, Greg. After this week, hands will be a third of the way through the regular season. After a third of the season, you can start to draw some conclusions, and the conclusion about the run game right now is troubling. It's very troubling, and I know you're rotating through different offensive linemen, but even L.J. Martin hasn't shown that spark he's shown through the first three games. And now you're having to throw a lot down 15. Martin will take the first down handoff for no gain to the right side. Maybe a half yard, second long nine coming up. Margin Martin now 10, make 11 carries, 28 yards. Have they given one on that play? There's being patient, and then there's just being too delayed. He's trying to follow his counter blockers. You're pulling your left and right, sorry, your left tackle and left guard around to the right side, and he's trying to follow him. He's just too delayed. Slovis gun. LJ right hip. LJ leaks out to the flat. Slovis looks middle and throws too high for Chase Roberts. 
deep across the middle near midfield, and it's incomplete. It'll go to third down and nine. Slovis now 23 for 39, 270, two touchdowns, two picks. It's his first multiple interception game as a BYU Cougar. Slovis now to eight touchdown passes and three interceptions on the year. That was one of those Slovis heaters. Anybody that's been watching BYU and Slovis, they know that every once in a while he'll cock that arm and he'll huck it. He hooked that one a little bit too tight. Chase Roberts sometimes comes down with him, but it went right through his hands. Roberts and Lassiter left. Marion right. No Epps today. No Kingston after an early fumble and hit. Slovis shuffling to his left. A floated ball that gets to Lassiter at the 40. Makes the catch and dropped at the 42. It's a third down chain mover on third down and nine. A 16-yard gain. The ball came off the hand funny. Yeah, it did. It was a little bit funky, but you're throwing into a three-man rush. You've got all kinds of cloud coverage. You find the zone, and it did. It just kind of end over end. But you come down with that, and you see right now you've just got Lassiter who's pounding his fist into the ground because he wishes he could have got away. Slovis left flat. Rex makes the catch, but his waist tackled down at the spot. A gain of five as the tackle is made by Craig Young, the hawk back. The Ohio State transfer on the tackle. Second down four was a gain of six. 12-12 to play. BYU's down 15. 38-20. 35-20 is our score. Slovis. Hands off Deion Smith. And Deion Smith goes B-gap left for a couple. On second and four. Give him just one. Third down and three. can't imagine how frustrating it is for this offensive line. For the for the running backs not being able to get any type of run presence going. Does this feel like four-down territory? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Like You, you know, I, I think you're near that 50-yard line. I think you go for it on four. I think you make this a two-down possession. Of course, you want to get three and make it moot. Third and three from the BYU 49. The motion man is Smith to empty. Keaton forced out to his right, throws on the run, and it is caught at the boundary by Keelan Marion on the comeback. Inside the Kansas 45 to the 41-yard line. Great throw by Slovis and a nice comeback on the sideline. Toe tapper by Keelan Marion to move the sticks. Keelan down in nine, uh, third down and three conversion. Keelan does a good job of, of reading the scramble. So he comes back from his route to try to get a little separation from his defender. It's also a really good job by Keaton Slovis to extend that play off the right side. He, he kept it alive. Slovis gun first and ten, the KU 41. A step up. And wings it left and on the sideline. Lassiter makes the catch and a little bit of a shove there between Lassiter and O.J. Burroughs, the safety on the boundary. This is where that new first down rule just hurts you because the first downs would typically be stopping the clock and give you extra time. So you got to keep your motion running right now. 10.40 clock rolling. That did move the sticks. Another first and 10 to the 30-yard line of KU. BYU looking to hang in this game right here. Down 15. Looking to get a score back with 10.30 to play. Slovis, chest high snap. Bounces on his feet. He throws to Rex for another first down. As he went down and out, the throw left and a flag on the field. BYU's penalized only once today for 10 yards. What will this one be? Line judge coming in, conversing with our referee Stephen Barron. Discussion around this flag. It's on the field, on both sides of the field. Two flags down. Two flags on the, on the play as Rex... Made the catch for the first down. About a 13-yard reception. And now a long discussion involving three officials at the 35-yard line with two flags on the field. And one official on the far boundary talking with Kalani Sitake. Saw a rush off the right side defensively, left side offensively that 
You saw the tackle kind of wrap his arms around the defender. That could be thrown as a potential hold, even though it didn't look like an egregious hold. It could be seen as one. Polani is gesticulating on the far sideline in his discussion, and the fans begin to murmur and boo as this has taken a long time to sort out. We expect to call in a matter of seconds here as to what the infractions will be, if they will offset, and what the result of this play will be, which had moved the chains for BYU. It's a long talk. No review of any kind. Well, the fans are getting unsettled. There, there are two, two fouls on the play against the, the offense. offense. Illegal touching. Offense number 83. That penalty is declined. Illegal block below the waist. Offense number 20. That 15-yard penalty will be enforced. It'll be first down. So, okay, they didn't really describe the penalty. Is that another covered-up illegal touching? Now, now, the reason I wonder is because if you take that, you lose it down. But they took yards in this case instead of that play. So maybe they did want the yards, and it would have been a loss of down if it had been accepted. Could that be the same thing? Uh, it could be. Because it was Rex who made the catch. It, it, it sure feels that yeah. way. When you're calling a legal touching on the guy that made the reception, that means he was covered up again. So it sets up a first and 25, and back at the 45. Slovis on a step up is brought down. Gage Keys on the sack. Hung on the back of Keaton Slovis and yanked him down under 10 minutes to play now. 9.50, clock rolling. 35-20 Jayhawks. BYU's been outscored 21-3 after halftime. And the second half began in the worst possible way. A pick six got the Jayhawks back in front in this game. Slovis is starting to feel the pressure, and he tries to sneak in between the guard and the center. And as he's trying to get out and run, you see Keyes just come and wrap around the neck and bring him down. It wasn't a sack. It was a gain of one. So second and 24 at the 44. Keaton, man in his face, releases it underneath to Talmadge Gunther, who has his first catch of the season. So BYU down on receiver numbers, deploys Gunther and throws it to him to the 41-yard line. It's third down and 21. And even from here, this feels like four-down territory. Which is just terrible because this drive had a nice to it. It was like a two-minute drill and the passes were coming fast and furious and they were they were being completed, but you get yourself in the third and this long, you're, you're in trouble. Twins left and right. Motion Roberts from right to left. A play fake nod. A deep drop by Keaton and he throws incomplete to Hill. A flag is thrown on a third down and 21. That's going to be a P.I. by Kenny Logan. Which will move the sticks. A third and 21, and KU keeps BYU's drive alive. Pass interference. Defense number one. 15-yard penalty. About a first down. So they'll reset the sticks because it didn't get to the line to gain, but it's an automatic first down on the P.I. Kenny Logan Jr. is just going to hook up the receiver and get him maybe just a split second before that ball arrives, trip him up a little bit. That's an easy P.I. call. Major miscue for the Jayhawks should be while you find a way to come back in this one. 26-yard line, the new spot. First and 10 Cougars. They battled back from down 14 in the first half, down 10 in the second half in Fayetteville to beat Arkansas. They trail by 15 late in this one. 8.45 to play. The ball set. Smith off the left hip of Slovis. They motion Roberts left to right. Keaton in the pocket goes pylon and pass broken up intended for Roberts really well covered there not a high chance of that pass being completed as on the coverage was Mello Dotson 
making his 19th consecutive start at corner for KU. 8.39, the clock stops on the incomplete. Second and 10 now from the KU 26, Jayhawks 35, and BYU 20. BYU football brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Braden Kime is doing a pretty good job of filling in for Kingsley. So Matea set that pocket. Slovis takes a couple of steps into the pocket. Throws underneath. Lassiter 20, 15, 10, 5 tripped up there. Early first and goal. Darius Lassiter with a touchdown catch already in this game. Sets BYU up first and goal from the 5. The Cougs are by no means out of this. 8.20 to play, and the Cougs looking to go tempo here, but a KU player is down. That will slow the roll. This is time out for an injured player. Lassiter almost took off for a touchdown on that. This is called a drag cross. You get two drag routes that are probably two yards past that line of scrimmage. They cross, and they pull defenders one way or the other. You drop that to Lassiter on the cross. Perfect timing. He turns up the field. That is so close to being a touchdown. We're talking about a defender reaching out and hooking a shoelace to bring him down. Darius Lassiter's dad, Kwame, was the leading tackler against BYU in the 1992 Aloha Bowl, the only other game BYU and KU played. And now in this game, Kwame's sons, plural, Quinton for KU and Darius for BYU featuring. And Darius Lassiter, who had nine catches on the year, has seven in this game. And he sets BYU first and goal now from the KU 6. After this, timeout on the field. 8.22 to play here in Lawrence. The Cougars looking to hang in there. 35-20 Jayhawks. The Cougars are first and goal after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. In Morgantown, West Virginia leading Texas Tech 13-10 with 12 minutes to go in the fourth. Third quarter action, Iowa State on top of Oklahoma State 20-17. Let's get you back over to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Chef, thank you. Hotel Park City named as one of America's top 25 hotels in TripAdvisor's 2022 Traveler's Choice Awards. You've got one of the best of the best in your backyard, so book your Hotel Park City stay today. All right, back into a first and goal from the Kansas 6. BYU down 35-20, 8-22 to play here in Lawrence. Keaton Slovis under center. One of the rare times today. Marion setting up wide right. Hill wide left. Tight ends left and right. And the lone setback is L.J. Martin. Maybe some confusion here coming out of the break. Did BYU just call timeout? The Cougars did. BYU has called a time, second time out of the half. Huh. Well, the Cougars just came out of a, a three-minute break and didn't like what they were putting on the field for that key first and goal, so timeout is taken with 8.05 to play in the third quarter. When you're 15 points back, every single timeout is priceless to you. You can't come out of a three-minute break have some confusion. Greg, you talked about being back under center, which Keaton Slovis was under center, and you saw some alignment confusion. You, and you could tell LJ, his posture wasn't quite right. He was looking like, am I where I'm supposed to be here? And I can't believe what I just saw. I just am struggling to believe that you come out of a three-minute break and you can't get yourself on the ball. You, you know, using two timeouts with eight minutes left and you're down 15, you, you almost want to take the penalty to hold on to the timeout. Now, you don't, but it's it's that important to have those timeouts because if you score here, that clock starts to be your enemy pretty quickly. 
So BYU still facing a first and goal from the six. BYU today is out gaining Kansas by 50 yards at the moment and down 15. And two defensive scores will do that in a ball game. BYU, by the way, has passed for 350. Normally, if BYU is passing for 300, they've had a decent record under Kalani. In fact, they're uh, they're 21-8. and eight. They've won their last three when they pass for three bills or more. But they're doing so with a rush game that's at minus 17 yards for the day. I do want to make a couple points about personnel. You lose Parker Kingston in this game. and sometimes, didn't, You didn't have Cody Epps going in. And, and sometimes when you're trying to switch out personnel, figuring out receivers, you know, I, the illegal touching, that might have been another covered-up receiver. It might have been Isaac Rex covered up again. So maybe dealing with personnel issues, you can't get your alignment right. It, it's you, you Also, you're trying to figure out what's going on with your offensive line because Kingsley so Mataea has not been in on the last couple drives. I, that's the only thing I can really go to is you're dealing with personnel that you're trying to get in their alignment and they're struggling to get that to that alignment but i know these coaches are kicking themselves right now having to use that timeout after a three-minute break 35 20 is our score and 805 remains on the clock so now it makes you wonder if they come back out and go under center again or do they come back out and go into shotgun you know i think when, when you're looking at, at first and goal from the sixth, you're probably looking at some type of push to the outside, maybe a jet sweep. Jet sweeps have not worked. In fact, it was a jet sweep that led to a big hit on Parker Kingston. Knocked him out a, of the game. And a quick scoop and score for Kansas. So, All right, it's the same formation. The difference being Marion's now left and Hill is right, but there's tight ends on either side. Rex left, Taase right, and L.J. Martin, the lone setback as Keaton stays under center. Here we go. First and goal from the six. Ball far hash. BYU right to left as we see it and you hear it. Keaton stomps his left leg. Motion man is Marion. Takes the jet sweep and gets into the end zone. Touchdown! Keelan Marion was the motion man. Takes jet sweep and jets into the right side of the end zone to make it 35-26 with a PAT pending. I was nervous about the jet sweep. I just talked about being nervous because that's the one that knocked Parker Kingston out. I, I know that this is a, an area that Aaron Roderick loves to run the jet sweep, but I was pointing it out because earlier it led to a pretty bad outcome. It's open there. The edge kind of swallows down, and you see Keelan Marion be able to just work himself all the way past the numbers into the corner of the end zone. Keelan Marion's first touchdown as a Cougar, his seventh collegiate touchdown. BYU was going for two and two flags fly. So BYU was going for two for the first time this season, but they had a substitution infraction and will take a five-yard penalty to set it up from the eight. And they will now take them out of two-point territory. They'll go for the singleton. So, BYU had a play for two, and the penalty will now turn it into a one-point try to make it 35-27 and keep that two-point conversion needed on the table. I don't mind getting it on the back end. I don't, I don't mind getting yourself one possession away right now. Do you know that A-Rod had something ready to roll? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't mind, as long as you punch this through, I don't mind the outcome here. So Farron for the PAT, a 25-yard PAT, and it splits the uprights, 35-27. BYU down eight with 8.02 to go. Now Kansas 
knows it may be a long scoring drive away from almost icing this game. BYU needs to find a way to get the ball back. And now, not only a score, but a two-point try. They were going to go for it there, which really sets you up for what you need the rest of the way. Now, there would be no mystery getting the ball back. With now under eight minutes about to be on the clock in a deficit of eight, 35-27. Kenny Rogers said it best. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to blitz. You got to know when to press. I know that's not his lyrics, but this is a this is a critical defensive possession. You press. You blitz. How aggressive do you get? Do you blow on the dice? Do you roll? How exactly do you attack this defensively? I'm not sure if it's at, as big a hit for Kenny if he did go with those lyrics. It would have been confusing to a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> Why is he not rhyming all of a sudden? <laughs> Will Farron on the kickoff. And this will be a touchback. But A-Rod has to be frustrated, though. That's a good result. It's a good drive. But, but the extra timeout being called and the infraction on the two-point try. And the illegal touching. And the illegal touching. All in the same drive there. It's some, some situations that they want to clean up. And yet... Yet, a touchdown is scored. It's a one-score game. If you consider the uh, two-point try as a necessity in your one score, and here we go. There's one thing. There's one thing that can shake the ugly off of all of that offensive issues. That is a win. A defensive stand, and then the offense coming out looking clean. That's what Aaron Roderick is calling down to his offense right now. It's power pistol for Kansas and a keeper from Daniels who gets to the left edge stumbling to the line to gain and gets the line to gain a gain of 11 to the left side first down Kansas a first and 10 stick mover Ben Bywater not in the game BYU's gone with a 42 four linemen two linebackers and five DBs so they're dealing with the absence of two uh, Bywater but using a set they use a lot of the time anyway in a 42 so they're going with Vaughn Pachon and Thule as the two backers playing in a nickel. There was a time earlier this half where Eddie Heckard was not involved. And Eddie Heckard's not on the field again. Neal, handoff, left edge, and thrown out of bounds after a gain of four. Now you wonder about Eddie, because if you're a nickel and Eddie's not out there, something's wrong with Eddie. Well, uh, that's my concern as well, because he should absolutely be out there. He's a yep. physical edge. So you've got no by water and no heckard for this key Kansas offensive possession and they're going to just run this clock here 707 to go in the game second and 6 BYU's got to find a way to get to KU into a third and long ish here second and 6 from the KU 39 under 7 minutes remain shotgun split backs Neil and Lachlan ball far hash KU going left to right as we see it and you hear it trips to the right including a tight end the run is left by Neal. Follows blocker. Shoots a gap. Nothing there. Maybe a yard. If that, it'll be third down and five. And this is the down of the game for BYU. 6.40 to play. A third and five Kansas. And they are at three for six on third downs. But hands, they were 0 for three in the first half. They're three for three in the second half. Uh, bless your heart, Blake Mangelson, on that possession right there. Blake holds the edge. Pushes his offensive tackle right into the ball carrier. Great job, Blake. And the Cougs go to a dime. Nope, they go 3-3-5. Von Pachon, the backer on the edge, right side. BYU will bring three, drop eight. Daniels on the third down and five. Flush to his left, looks downfield, will get the line to gain! He gets the first down just by a yard. 
to the left side on a scramble on a third and five. He gets six, and KU is perfect. Four for four on third downs in the second half after not making a third down conversion in half number one. Camden Garrett had the angle on him. Physical Camden Garrett. We know how physical this guy is, and we know he's a good tackler. He had the angle. He hit him just behind the line to gain, but slipped down the hips. That's the down of the game. That's two more minutes off the clock if the Jayhawks play it right. 5.35 to play. First and 10 KU. BYU may may need a takeaway to stay in this game. A second-level run of 10, 11 yards for Daniel Hyshaw Jr. now. And the clock continues to roll on the first down chain mover. First and 10 at the BYU 45 now. This is where the depth and the injuries start to stack up. You're dealing with your third, your four-string safeties. Now you're dealing with your second, your third-string linebackers. And the depth is starting to stack up on you. They're getting to the edges a little bit too comfortably. Now they're going to give to Highshaw, who loves to throw big hits and stiff arms. And look at the backers in the game now. It's Von Pachon with Glasker and Taggart. No Bywater, no Thule in this set. First and ten, Jayhawks. 45-yard line of BYU. 4.45 to play. The play clock... Reset as the snap goes to Daniels. The handoff goes to Highshaw. Highshaw, big runner to the 20. A gain of 25. He made a juke and he was gone for a big gain. And it's a red zone possession for KU with with an eight-point lead at 35-27. Harrison Taggart comes up and tries to stuff this gap, but he gets stuck on the end of the line. And then you just got Highshaw who turns the Jets onto the outside, beats the next defender that can make the tackle, and gets that big gain. 4.15 4.15 to play. I like the, the aggression that Taggart came up with to try to set the edge. He just couldn't quite get, get his shoulder free to the outside. This is already a four-minute drive, Hans. First and 10 at the BYU 21. And there it is. Run, run, run the football. Devin Neal drags a tackler to the 18. BYU can only stop the clock one time the rest of the way. It's 3.50 to go. A score here may put this one out of reach. Well, you got to keep fighting, and I don't think you got to get aggressive, get risky. And the tough thing is, Greg, when you're looking at your second and third stringers, the playbook. I'm not saying that the playbook narrows down. They they should all know the full playbook, but you get a little bit worried running big blitzes and big stunts with guys that haven't got first string reps. The play clock's at 15. It should not be snapped with anything other than under five seconds to go. Play clock down to seven. Six and five. The ball is snapped at three. The handoff is Neil Middle. And Neil has a touchdown-saving tackle from Ethan Slade, stopping him at the nine. Otherwise, he's in the end zone. And KU won't complain too much about that. The clock will continue to roll and a new set of downs for Kansas at 3.03 to play. Just what they need. And Von Pachon tries to pinch. This is a full pinch. So defensive line stemmed down inside, and then they pinched. Von Pachon pinched inside the outside block. And you just had a break to the outside. That was a really good look. Five and a half minute drive now with KU looking to ice the game. 2.40 to go. Play clock at 8. Game clock at 2.40. Scoreboard at 35-27 Jayhawks. Pistol formation. Tight left and tight right. High shot middle. Force back. Loss on the play. It'll be to the 10-yard line. Second and goal from the 10. BYU has one clock stoppage at its disposal. This clock will be under two minutes when it is snapped. Mitch, what do you have on the field? Nope, nothing for Mitch. We'll keep it right here. 210 to play. And 35-27 Jayhawks. 
it's a desperate feeling watching that clock just tick, yep. tick, tick. Well, it's, it's, it's a six-minute drive now. Shotgun Daniels, second and goal from the 10. Snap Jalen, a short jet give to Neal. Neal doesn't get much more than a yard. It'll be third and goal, and BYU may call its final timeout right here. boy, Harrison Taggart. Had Tag- Taggart comes up aggressive right here. He's kind of throwing his hands up pre-snap. He knows exactly what he's looking at. He's got his key read. Comes downhill and puts a big hit on Neal. So we'll take a break. 147 to play in the football game. It'll be a third and goal for Kansas from the BYU nine-yard line after this. 35-27 Jayhawks on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This may be one of the rare games in which BYU scores in every quarter and doesn't win the game. It's been a really good indicator, actually. Kalani's teams are 29-2 when they score in every quarter, and they've won their last 18 games scoring in every quarter. And BYU has scored in the first, second, and third quarters tonight, but it was a 14-point KU third that turned the tide in this one, and the key sequence was BYU's opening possession of the second half. They deferred to get the ball to begin the half, they had a three-point lead coming out of the locker room, and they throw a pick six, and KU's not looked back. Even with all that being said, you're sitting at third and goal from the nine. KU is on the BYU nine with 147 to go. And you're still thinking to yourself as a defender, all right, get the stop here, see if we can block a field goal, make maybe miss a field yep. goal, get this possession back. Slovis can still put it deep and he can somehow, still put it on the point. Somehow keep it a one-score game. Just anything you could possibly do to keep it a one-score game. I, you know, the most frustrating part is that you had to use two uh, timeouts before you really needed to use them. And now BYU has none. They just used their last. A Kansas score here makes it a two-score game with under two minutes, needing two possessions and no timeouts. An almost impossible situation. So keeping Kansas off the scoreboard in the seconds to come, is integral to the Cougars' hopes here in Lawrence in their Big 12 opener. 35-27 Jayhawks, 107 seconds remain. Third and goal from the BYU 9. The ball set on the near hash mark as as Kansas goes left to right. The back is Dylan McDuffie off the left hip of Jalen Daniels. Strength is right with a tight end and two wides. They motion the other tight end. It's keeper left. Daniels is stacked up and dropped at the seven-yard line between the numbers and the boundary. And why is the why is the clock stop? Why is the clock stopped? And what are the whistles? Don't know. Clock is stopped. The clock should be running in Kansas's favor here. Why did it stop? There's no flag. There are no flags. There are no timeouts left for BYU, and the clock is stopped. It's just a big hit on the outside. What happened there? Don't know. There's now, Kansas coaches on the field. What's going on? And all the KU fans see the same thing, a stop clock, and why? Illegal motion, offense, that penalty is declined, fourth down. I didn't see a flag. Uh, there is no flag. Oh, it's on the far sideline outside the boundary. It was thrown into the out-of-bounds area. Huh. So it'll go to the six-yard line. The penalty will be declined, and KU will attempt a field goal to ice the game. So you do start the clock. You know what I think it was? I'm pretty sure it was the tight end going forward at the, at the snap. I think Cardell, yeah. when he came in motion, uh, Trevor Cardell was angling forward at the snap. That's what I think it had to be because I thought he was moving forward at the snap. So 
this is the play of the game. A field goal, all but ices it. If somehow, block, miss of any kind, the Cougars stay alive. Seth Keller, a right-footed kicker from the left hash from 23 to make it an 11-point game. Good snap and hold. Kick is on its way, and it is through for three. Kansas 38, BYU 27, two-score game, 96 seconds to play here in Lawrence. Well, if you could have found a way to block that or or get that possession back, that was actually a big penalty because it it stayed at 139. That didn't wind the clock, so that that penalty... It it should have been down around a minute when they kicked that field goal. Correct. So that did save them 30-something seconds to get that penalty. BYU could use that to their advantage. Yeah, now you're you're just looking for anything quick, anything down the field. Got to get those two scores inside this minute 30. The number that looms largest right now is three. <laughs> three giveaways for BYU and no takeaways for the Cougar defense. A minus three in the margin. Tough to win games on a minus three. It's also tough to allow a six-minute and 29-second drive when you need the ball back. Kansas just went 12 plays, 69 yards, and six and a half minutes off the clock. The other number that looms for me is 19. 19 rushing yards. That is a tough number. Those are Both of those numbers are tough. The turnover margin and the rushing yards. Coming into this game, Greg, those were a couple of things that you and I talked about. And remember how big the possession number was, the time of possession? Yep. Well, Kansas actually leads in that category now. They've dominated the second half. Well, Just dominated. At B, as much as BYU dominated the first. Yep. BYU did so much of what it needed to do through 30 minutes and just could not find enough of those same things in the second half. Jalen Daniels, by the way, a pass efficiency number of 183.3. He was 75% through the air coming into today. Guess what he's at today? 74. It's a typical game for Jalen Daniels. Three touchdowns, no picks, 14 of 19. And he also found a way to rush for 54 yards on nine carries. Kansas today rushed for two 22 to BYU's 19 at this point. Slovis gun, the hand clap, the belt high snap. Kansas rushes four. Keaton throws high and behind Isaac Rex incomplete. Second and 10, 91 seconds to play in the game. Kansas just keeping too deep and they're playing a slow zone so they're just kind of following into that those, those quarter areas and they're shutting down those windows. It's going to be tough to throw into think anything you're going to do you're going to have to fade it over the top but you've still got defenders that are going to, that are going to be bracket over the top of those goals. KU's about to win Big 12 openers in consecutive years for the first time in 15 years. Slovis shotgun. A thigh high snap. He climbs the pocket. He throws on the run. He's got Lassiter. Lassiter to the 46 yard line of BYU on a force out. Darius Lassiter leads the Cougars in catches. And just shy of, I think about it, past Isaac Rex in yards as well on that reception. So out to the 42 of BYU. Just running a crossing route underneath that zone. If you could hit four of those consecutively, it'd be all right. Eight for 84 and a score. BYU's leading receiver is Darius Lassiter. The Lassiter name, a big one in the Jayhawk family. King Slovis is going down. A sack back at the 40, the 35-yard line. J.B. Brown, one of two tacklers in. And that'll set up a second and very long. And the clock is running, and BYU can't stop it. And so BYU comes back to the line at the 37. Second down, 20. It was a loss of 10. It was not a protection issue. 55 seconds remaining. 
Slovis guns at far side. Marion makes the catch. Got 11 of the 20. Third down and nine. And that's out of bounds to stop the clock at 52 seconds. That was not a protection issue on that big sack. That was just Slovis holding it way too long, trying to look for something to open. Let's note that Kingsley Suamataia is back in the game. Is an incomplete pass. Third down. Didn't bring it in on the sideline. Thought he had it. Didn't. Third down and 20. One judge called it good. The other judge came from the back. He called it no good. So they agreed on the no good. So 37-yard line the spot. The BYU 37. Jayhawks by 11. 38-27 is our score. on the field of an incomplete pass is under further review. So review here of a play that if it stands will go to third and 20 and if it's overturned will go to second and nine or third and nine beg your pardon well it looks like his right foot is in and it looks like his left foot might be out at the same time so it looks like both might be planted when the ball is actually received yeah if that right foot is out of bounds on the car left foot's out of bounds on the catch it's no good Man, there's just it, what's interesting is you had a, a catch is good. Yeah, that's I think his foot's in the white. I think that's going to be uh, incomplete. One of the stories in this ball game, second half as well, was what happened on third downs. KU didn't have a third down conversion in the first half, and they went four for five in the second half. I don't know what happened. You know, you you come out with a. A nice start defensively, aggressive and, and pressing and, and pushing, and then Kansas just... After further review, the ruling on the field of an incomplete pass stands. Third down. Kansas just changed things offensively. They really got into a beautiful offensive flow using their option attack and, and both sides of the field using every yard of the width to find lanes and to find leverage, and then quick throws then you go to Daniel Highshaw to give you the one-two punch and he was delivering some haymakers third down 20 back at the BYU 37 yard line Slovis across the middle it's incomplete intended for Chase Roberts it'll be fourth down and 20 and the Cougars last gasp is forthcoming here in Lawrence well, such an encouraging first 30 minutes of football for BYU. Did a lot of the things that were going to keep the Cougars in good stead. But a tide-turning pick six to open the second half. And Kansas grinding away on the ground. Were storylines in the second 30 minutes that helped swing this game the home team's way. Fourth and 20, BYU. Slovis climbs, throws to the mark, and ball batted away from the intended receiver, Isaac Rex, and that will do it. Kansas will take a snap. And depending on how long that snap takes, they'll set the ball, and that may do it. May only, maybe be only one more snap. It's 42 seconds to play in the game. If KU can take two seconds plus on the play, then they will not need to snap another play, and this game will be over. So KU will take over, and the Jayhawks will win their Big 12 opener. BYU loses its first first Big 12 conference game, and now the Cougs have also lost a couple of players, and we'll see for how long as there are some injuries to follow as the Cougs get into the heart of league play. They'll be home to Cincinnati next Friday. Nice thing is Kingsley Somatea did come back, come back, yep. the field in that final possession. So that that's a 
Very positive thing. And taking a knee, and they've now set the ball. And that'll do it. The game is over. No more snaps. Final score, 38-27. Jayhawks win it on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Motion man takes jet sweep and jets into the right side of the end zone to make it 35-26 with a PAT pending. Cougs wanted to go for two, but a substitution infraction made them go for one. They made the one making it 35-27. And then KU, after a six-minute, 29-second drive, got a field goal to put the game out of reach and win it by a score of 38 27. BYU outgains Kansas in the game. 366 to 351, outpassed them hugely. 355 to 137 to 130, but the rush number is decisive. 221 to 9 on the ground in the Jayhawks' favor. Both teams had 23 first downs, yards per play. KU 6.3, BYU 5 even. BYU snapped 17 more plays than Kansas and had the ball for 10 more seconds than the Jayhawks. Minus 3 in the margin, a decisive number as well. Jayhawks win it by a score of 38-27 hands. It's really frustrating to see some of the numbers coming out of this game, and nine rushing yards really hammers down hard. BYU's got to figure out something with their rushing game. They got to find what the deficit is. Where who who's falling short? Is it the blocking? Is it the running? Is it a combination of the both? Is it the scheme? What exactly is it that is falling short with the running game? Because coming into Kansas and only putting nine yards on the board is really frustrating. The uh, halftime adjustments by Kansas defense, Greg. We were in halftime, and I was talking about those adjustments what Kansas can do with their corners and how careful you got to be. And they came out and made some really good adjustments defensively that got the game rolling for them. And then their offense just caught fire. They caught fire. Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live is coming up next. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Post game coverage from Lawrence underway after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.